Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to episode 43 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast, where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, everyone's favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we're putting the fish back in Jesus, or the Jesus back in fish. Oh, God, who fucking knows? We made a bad episode, everyone. We made a real bad episode when we covered the 2020 animated film I one might call it a film, uh, Jesus Fish. Uh, this is a, a very interesting uh, situation. It has been a long time since we've released an episode, and uh, I'm delighted to be back in the chair, and I'm actually recording this in post. Uh, you'll understand why here in a minute. Uh, but I was lucky enough over the weekend to be able to get some of my best friends together with me in the same house, uh, in my new office, in my new recording studio, and we sat down, we watched a film that's awful, and uh, we we just had a great time. Uh, we did it all together in a round table, so if the audio seems a little different, it's because we all sat down around one mic, really snuggled up together and did this. And so really excited to be here, really excited to be back. And um, I think for everyone out in our audience who has caught up on our backlog, who has been waiting fervently for any new episodes or new news to come out about STC, I know we've been talking a long time um, on socials and through our other podcast, Spotlight Games, about what this means and bringing all of this back together for STC. Um, This was really important for me. Uh, I've gone through, uh, had a pretty significant death in the family. Uh, we have gone through some health issues as well. And this has been really tough. Uh, STC has been a passion project for me for the last year or two years now. Um, almost a hundred episodes that we've put out for this show. And so kind of coming back together and being able to do this again has been really important to me. And I want a huge shout out to both Taylor and, and Camden, who joined me on today's episode. Uh, We'll get to us, the past us, in just a minute. Uh, But before we do that, let's take a little time to hear a word from our sponsor on today's episode. We are so delighted to bring to you today a sponsor from our good friends over at In Search of Darkness. Uh, You might have seen the name before in the hallowed halls of history and documentaries about horror films. uh, Over the last couple of years, they brought together the In Search of Darkness 1980s, where they discussed with filmmakers, writers, and actors alike about the history of horror films and the rise of the Grindhouse film era in the 1980s. Well, we are so excited to say that guess what? In 2024, they will be back with In Search of Darkness 1990 to 1994, where they will be covering the early 90s in horror and about that really weird period of time in which trash cinema really seemed to find a life of its own. We have teamed up with them today to bring you guys an offer of 10% off a pre-order bonus if you go to pre-order this new documentary that they have coming out. Uh, You can find it on our affiliate link that's listed in the podcast description below. If you go there, like I said, you'll get 10% off. And guess what? 
that'll put 10% of the sale back in our pocket as well. For that pre-order, you can get things such as a Blu-ray case, a Blu-ray with slipcase for the movie, uh, you'll have a digital copy, there's 20 hours of events that are happening over the course of the year, a so on patch, the name in the credits, believe me folks, if you want and if you love to be part of horror and the history of horror, I can't recommend this enough. So join that affiliate link below, go there, pre-order your copy of In Search of Darkness 1990 to 1994, and we will see you on the other side. And now, our feature presentation. Beautiful underwater day in the ocean. Jesus sure has blessed us with lives in such a beautiful underwater universe. All of our fellow sea creatures could learn a lot from you too. God leads by example. Jesus keeps his promises and so should we. Always. All things are possible through Jesus. We just have to have faith. Praise Jesus, Joy! Always and forever, Muggles! Woohoo! Alright, boys, so we're sitting here. We have finished watching Jesus Fish. Finding, Finding Jesus. Jesus. Finding Jesus. Um, so, I guess a little backstory on why we're here. Uh, so the other day we we're sitting there, and Taylor, you were, um, you're on Amazon Prime, I think, or Tubi or something, and you came and we're like, "Hey guys, we need to watch this movie called Finding Jesus. It's a fish movie about Jesus." And then Camden goes, "I'm totally down with recording an episode over this," and I'm like, "I really don't want to do this." And then you guys drove two hours to my house, and uh, we watched Finding Jesus. We did uh, the Jesus Fish movie. So. Before we get started, why don't I go ahead and introduce the two of you, the boys, 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 part of the boys, boys, boys. So sitting directly, we're all in the same room together. Um, sitting directly across from me is, is my friend Taylor Suter. Taylor, how are you doing tonight, bud? You know, I'm doing fabulous, Cayman. Uh, really glad to be here. Long time listener, first time on the show. Very exciting. Very excited that you're here. Camden Hogue, uh, Sleepless the Poet. I think we did an ad drop for you back. Way back. Probably a year ago or so. Uh, first time we've actually been able to get you on the show, even though I've been trying to convince you for years, or at least a year now, to write a special trash cinema theme song to open our episodes with. <laughs> um, Camden, I'm excited for you to be here for another part of the Boys, 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 Boys. Um, how are you, bud? Good. I'm wearing my, uh, new Plaza Theater hoodie. Hell yeah. As a fellow cinephile, and so... If anybody listening uh, knows about the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, they got new sweaters. Fuck and yeah. That's got a dope as hell, dog. Little Atlanta Phoenix on there, and then, you know, the 1939 in the, in the like, lettering and stuff, you know? Anyway, uh, <clears throat> shout out to um, Ashley Anderson, who did the artwork for it. Thanks. Hell yeah. Thanks, Ashley. I love it. I love it. Um, so we introduced you guys... The people know why we're here, but I want to ask just one quick question out of you. 
Um, one trash cinema film in your life that you would save, what would it be and why? Mm. One trash cinema film that we would save. Wow. Really putting us on the spot. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So I don't know that this constitutes necessarily as a trash cinema film, but Raising Arizona. Uh, it is a Nicolas Cage classic. That's not a trash that's not trash. That movie is critically acclaimed. I think the movie. Okay. I think the movie's nominated for an Oscar, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is trashy and phenomenal in its own special. Way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my choice. And Taylor would say, "Fuck you if you don't like." The fact that so. you didn't go with something like Final or Final Destination, something you didn't go with like Fast and the Furious. I'm a bit yeah. shocked. Like you could have gone Fast and the Furious. No one would have bat- batted yeah, but it. Those are, Taylor. That's ta- not trash cinema. That is. That is a theatrical masterpiece. I mean, I'm halfway through uh, Fast X, I think it is. Uh, I was watching it on the, the plane. It's phenomenal. The movie's so good, you couldn't way, finish it. The way that they defy the laws of physics uh, while still maintaining their core theme of family. Mm. Family. Mm. Family. It, just, it hits different, you know? Patrick, keep it in your pants. Bud. And Camden, what about you? What's your trash cinema film? Well, unlike Taylor, I'm not going to choose to save a critically acclaimed movie, an Oscar nominated movie. Um, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I think y'all, y'all, y'all may have even uh, reviewed it. I know y'all did Street Fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did y'all do Mortal Kombat? So we did the Mortal Kombat reboot. Uh, Patrick and I did that for a crossover episode with Spotlight Games. I've been wanting to cover Mortal Kombat and specifically Mortal Kombat Annihilation so Oof, much. Yeah. They're so I bad. love Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. Annihilation, man. Um, I mean, the first one's good, but the second one, I mean, they, they just take it to the top. They so. do. They take it to the top. Uh, so I think I would probably... <laughs> yeah. I would probably go with, uh, with that one, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. All right. I love it. I love it. Well... I'm glad that we got that out of the way. Sorry for putting you guys on the spot like that. But uh, so as we kind of progress, we're about to get into uh, Finding Jesus, the which I'm pretty sure the title of this episode is going to be something along the lines of Finding Jesus, the most racist Christian fish film ever made. I feel like well, there's more. There's got to be more seen, racist. <laughs> you haven't yeah. seen Finding Jesus too. Yeah. So you don't know for a fact. We, that's yes. true. Spoiler alert: There is a Finding Jesus too. Yeah. Second spoiler alert. We didn't fucking watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Finding Jesus 2, The Resurrection. The Resurrection. Yeah. So, going, starting us off, I we typically do, and this is not a normal episode, but uh, something something better, an evolved form. Now, we haven't, been, haven't done an episode in months now, um, which I would have explained when I recorded a whole secondary thing in post about why, but uh, it doesn't matter. We're here now. And so things are a little bit different. So, But normally we talk, when we start this off, we always talk about our initial thoughts going into the movie. What do we expect? And then, and then typically it devolves from there. So Taylor, starting us off, and initial thoughts, you were the one who found the movie. Yes. So I will take credit for finding the movie. I do have to correct you on one thing of your initial story, though. It was not my idea to watch this as a part of STC. Uh, that idea came from Camden. I was just showing you what type of garbage I was able to find on Prime. I <laughs> uh, was very excited about it. Did not expect that we would actually go through with watching it. 
Uh, initial thoughts. Somehow this movie was worse and better than I expected all at the same time. Um, it's a masterpiece in just how horrible it is. Uh, there is no plot, no storyline. Beginning to end makes no sense. And absolutely loved it. I, I uh, don't want to give away my, the ending of, 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 you know, save or can, but... Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. To give some quick IMDb facts about these movies, um, Finding Jesus came out in 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's an hour and nine minutes, which you wouldn't believe it, but is entirely too long. And then the second one, Finding Jesus 2, which we did not watch. We fucking did not watch yeah, that yeah. movie. Um, is 54 minutes, so less than an hour. Now, both have a very not great rating. <laughs> one, I think, is a 1.3 out of 10, and the other one's 1.4. Uh, despite getting several 10 out of 10 reviews... So I do want to just read a couple of reviews here, uh, omitting any spoilers, to give, um, you know, a, a little bit of the both sides, the polarity uh, that this uh, movie has caused. So uh, first one on IMDb uh, that, I, that I found, let's see here, is a one-star review that says, this movie is one of the most shameless rip-offs of Finding Nemo. The voice acting is abysmal, and the animation is lazy with poor lip-syncing. The characters look like they're always smiling, which is true. They, their facial structures never change, despite them saying things like, I'm upset. <laughs> um, they don't. The facial expressions never change. It says, it, it doesn't even feel like a movie. Um, and then this last line, I will save for once we get to it. Uh, but in retrospect, or uh, in comparison, here's one. Here's a 10 out of 10 one. Best movie ever. This is clearly the best movie ever, and anyone who disagrees is a liar. The spirit of Jesus lives in these fish, and Will Smith <laughs> portrays it perfectly. <laughs> I saw people it. diss this movie, and as an eight-year-old with a highly sophisticated mind for movies, I cannot believe that people would hate it. Praise Jeebus. Praise Jeebus. Praise Jeebus. This movie, guys, this movie, I didn't want to watch. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't think that my mind has been changed in the slightest. I've never seen something more bizarre than what we just sat through, and I live for watching bizarre shit. Nothing more bizarre? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen some wild, bonkers shit that people have put on. This is somehow <laughs> devoid of anything. Like, this is what, like two decades, almost three decades after VeggieTales first showed up? And we've gotten to this point. Yeah, well, I think VeggieTales definitely set the precedent, you know, that led to this, but... Laid the foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but this movie, for sure, um, especially coming out in 2020, is a little shocking with, you know, but I mean, that's so, kind of... Kinda yeah, how, let's, and let's yeah. run through some quick facts. I know, Cam, you touched on a couple of this. So, the film came out, Finding Jesus. Uh, it's an animated fish film. Um, 
Directed by Jason Wright. It came out in 2020. Um, Jason Wright, just want to point out that Jason... He's got two credits to his name. Uh, Finding Jesus and Finding Jesus 2. Which we... The Resurrection. Wa- yeah. The Resurrection, which we, once again, did not watch. We didn't watch it, but we also thought how funny it would be if there was a Finding Jesus 2, and Jason Wright did not direct it. That would have been, that would <laughs> yeah. have been all of this... <laughs> like, somebody watched Finding Jesus and was like... Oh, dude, we gotta make a sequel, <laughs> you know? Or, or like the studio, if there is a studio, I don't know. You know, they were like, "Dude, this one did so well, we gotta do a second one." And Jason's like, "I can't even do it, y'all. I don't have it in me. I yeah. don't have it in me. I can't. The blood, the sweat, the cocaine. I can't do it, man. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm on quaaludes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me let me just kind of run through the plot here, and then oh, I guess I'll kind of explain why we did watch part two. Um, the plot synopsis. Didn't watch part two yet. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, TBD. Uh, Dive in, okay, so here it is. This is the plot synopsis. Dive into a world of faith and friends. Loose term for friends. Probably also loose term of faith and loose term for world and loose term for dive. (laughs) This is dog shit. Uh, Join faith-fueled friends. God, friends. Muggles enjoy as they visit the beautiful Finding Jesus Bay, a place where Christian stories are told night and day, guided by the sea's best storyteller, Professor Shark. To to be clear, when he just said Muggles enjoy, <laughs> those are the two main characters. So there's two main characters uh, that are fish. One's name is Muggles, and the other one's name is Joy. So we are joining them. We are guided by... The Sea's Best Storyteller, Professor Shark. Which is actually just like the laziest, I don't know, you know, it's a, he he pawns off all the hard work on this fish, <laughs> you know. It's predatory. <laughs> hey. It's a fucking pedophile shark. We gotta add in a da-doomts for that one. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so basically, this, uh, what they say here is guided by the sea's best storyteller, Professor Shark. They hear all about the endless kindness and boundless love of their creator. W- what? Yeah. So with this movie, um, it's interesting because, like, right off the bat, these fish meet Professor Shark. And, you know, there's no mention. That you know he he he's he's gonna like he could eat them you know there's no reason why he shouldn't eat them uh, but he he seems to be like eternally standing guard outside of Bubble Town eternally standing guard standing yeah. guard in Bubble Town he's like guarding this gate to Bubble Town uh, and constantly posing these like situations to the two main characters this is uh, so he just sends them on he sends them on on um rescue missions yeah but, uh, yeah he's like hey gay. He's, he's, like, he's he's rescuing not only people's bodies but their souls well but then what's funny is like uh you know he does obviously make some mentions right of like the Jesus stuff, but I almost feel like mum, Mumbles, was it mum, Muggles? Muggles. 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 How did you forget a name like Muggles that's only been used one other time? One other time yeah. in the history of yeah. anything. But uh, I almost feel like Muggles was the one that was like really steering the whole thing. Mm. 
Like, when Muggles gets in front of these people, he's the one that's like, you know, <clears throat> the love of Jesus. And the, the fish are all like, get off my lawn! Yeah, yeah. Well, what, so, yeah. So there were several circumstances. They get sent on these, these different circumstances. And it's always somebody that's usually having a problem or, or some sort of bad day. And they all got these um, weird names. Like, the first one is, uh, what was the first one's name? Scary Henry. Scary Henry. And... And I actually want to backtrack just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Back to uh, to Bubble Town. Yeah. So one of the first things that we noticed when we started watching this movie was we were actually reasonably impressed with the animation. At first. At first. Very, very briefly. For for a hot second. You guys are fucking wild. Yeah. It was like the but PlayStation 2 off, era. But what threw me off was that there was constantly bubbles just floating by everybody. Very first note that I have here as we were watching the movie why are there bubbles everywhere, right? Did not make sense. Might be jumping the gun here. Took us 33 minutes in to realize that the town is called Bubble Town. Yeah. And that that's why there was bubbles everywhere. But there was also bubbles actually elsewhere, too. Like, all, all the time. It's so, just bubbles. You know, it was I, just I, bubbles. I revert to my original point, which is, how are you going to know you're underwater if you don't see bubbles? Guys, I think it's important to talk about... Scary Henry? I think it's important to talk about all of this. They say, okay, they, so first things first. First of all, Scary Henry Hold was on. just a crab. It, <laughs> and he was smiling and friendly. He was, look. There was nothing scary about they, Scary Henry. Fucking Sebastian in Little Mermaid is scarier than this fucking crab, all yeah. right? Yeah. Cook him up. Cook him up. I want to I wanna talk about... The only thing that really was scary was how quick they were to judge Henry. I want okay. Here's the Oof. thing. I want to talk about some 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 things I've seen. Okay. Okay. How about you find some bitches instead? Okay. Some bitches? How about you find some bitches instead? <laughs> I that's don't a, remember that. That's part a, of the a review. That's a review of this film. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. How about yeah. you find some bitches yourself or bitches yeah. instead? Here's my thing. <laughs> That's a. I've been way more entertaining. Yeah, they find, didn't find Jesus at all. This finding entire. bitches. See, but here's the thing: you say it would have been way more entertaining, but are you not entertained? No. Are you not entertained? What is hilarious though about that, that note that Taylor made about the uh, 33 minutes in uh, was that I was barely holding it together. I you was, you were fucking asleep. I was falling asleep really bad. <laughs> Professor Man. Shark sends out his. His loyal warriors. His youngest pupil. Of the his word. youngest yeah. pupil. His youngest littlest. Because he had faith said. in him. Yeah. He sends him out on a, a life or death mission. And Camden fucking falls asleep. But, but you know, I woke up. And in a in a in just a haze of genius. I woke up and I was like, I was like, what? Huh? huh? The, it's called Bubbles because of Bubble Town. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. Now, this movie is the product of a domino effect that began when they nailed Jesus to the cross. Oh my god. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know how we always talk about Lucas or one of the other boys was always Lucas. Lucas I always talk about the fact that like you just got rid of religion entirely. Like most of the bad things in the world would just stop happening. Oh yeah, dude. I mean Family Guy has that whole episode. It's incredible. One of my favorite things I've seen is a guy was like a he's like a time machine comes back and they're like like, oh my god, he's like, what did you say? We have endless, we, there's been no more wars. The global warming is a thing of the past. We've made incredible enhancements in our life. Every, there's no homeless, there's no nothing. And the guy's like, what did you do? How did you accomplish that? They're like, oh, the rapture happened. 
Mm. <laughs> and it's like, if we eradicated religion, guess what? This movie wouldn't exist. And that, that would true. really be a shame, right? All right. I, I, it would be. I, so, I not to say we're getting off track, but I really do want to get back to the storyline. Because their first adventure, or misadventure, was Scary Henry. Right. Mm. And, as we have stated, Scary Henry was not scary. No. He was just a crab. Just a normal crab. Um, kind, of mind, and, kind of minding his own business. He was. He you know? was completely minding his own business. And, really... That was the catalyst for the rest of the movie, right? And and the moral of that story with Scary Henry was, if you just don't call people mean names like Scary, they'll feel better. Right. Right? Like, Happy Henry. If, if Or just Henry. Or just Henry, right? Yeah. The fact that these people, these fish, felt the need to be so judgmental towards a crab that they barely knew. As opposed to just treating him with respect and love and care. It, it, it just really... And what's funny is we don't know that if anyone else in this in Bubble Town <clears throat> called Scary Henry, Scary Henry, what if it was just these three, like Professor Shark? It's just yeah. a fucking yeah. bad and dude. And that's the thing. Like, they talk about how wise <laughs> Professor Shark is. This person... This he person, was calling him Scary Henry. This person on Letterboxd says, Professor Shark is my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> <laughs> so, also with Professor Shark, uh, it got to a point where when they would, you know, so they would, he would send them out on these adventures. It was always like, um, you know, someone in, in peril. And, and really, it was just someone who was not having a great day. And then they would go cheer them up with the love of Jesus. Um, and then when they would come back, you know, they would tell... Uh, Professor Shark what had happened and then he would either send them on a new adventure or like congratulate them or whatever um, but sometimes a narrator would kind of take over when they would be transitioning you know like coming back from wherever they were back to meet up with Professor Shark and there was just a couple times where the narrator said some things that made you wonder you know and one of those things was uh, there was one time they were coming back and it's it's it said uh, the fact you're, you acknowledge that the plot existed in this movie yeah <laughs> clearly did not it, it, the one time they're coming back and uh, the narrator points out that a lot of bad things has have happened in Professor Shark's tenure as a as a teacher. Yeah, dude. And and you're like, dude, he was part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Dude, I'm just over there like, dude, he's got to be eating these fish. <laughs> he's got to be eating them or touching kids. I don't fucking know, <laughs> man. <laughs> Professor Shark's a creep. Dude, he's out here touching fins, dude. Speaking of creep, here's a review from Letterbox. I really want to bite into that fuck ass bluefish. Just stick a huge <laughs> chunk out of it. Fucking blue ass bitch. Yeah. Letterbox gotta love it. <laughs> I, I really you know, you bring up some good points, Camden. the narrator in one point said that uh, Professor Shark was the greatest teacher in the ocean. And I really question how much did he teach them, right? Right. I, I would say point one. I think the love of Jesus is really what taught them everything that they need to know, right? Which they grab, they, it's like, they didn't need to get, the two main characters didn't need to get taught that. They, they like almost inherently knew that. Yeah. Well, already. I mean, I think all of us inherently know the love of Jesus in our hearts. <laughs> I would say the second part is that 
Professor Shark was kind of a uh, he was kind of a dick, right? There was one point where the kids were coming up with a, a, a lie to tell them because they didn't do their schoolwork. Professor Shark asked them how their day went, and he already knew the truth. Mm-hmm. He was trying to set them up in a trap. And basically, he was gaslighting them. Mm. And um, then he goes along, and he happens to tell everybody in town that the fish are liars. And these are little kids. He's going around telling other adults that these <clears throat> little kids are liars. And now building their reputation in Bubble Town as liars. Yeah. When did it this happen? It doesn't really feel like he was the supportive adult figure that they needed yeah. in their lives, yeah, right? Yeah, I know him big, um, but like, when the fuck did that happen? That happened somewhere after the 33-minute mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, after geez. I realized Bubble Town was you called get, Bubble Town a, that, <clears throat> because of the bubbles. This movie is 69 <clears throat> minutes. There's, we checked the clock on this movie. We checked the ah, runtime nice. like 14 times because we were like, there's no fucking way this movie's still going. And, and it's only 69 minutes. And when he says we checked the runtime, what he means is uh, f- about four or five times throughout the movie, we would pause it and say, how much longer do we have? And the first time, we had about two thirds left. Second time, you know, was actually about half halfway. Third time was about. Or sorry, first time we had one... No, we had to... Yeah, okay. And then the third time we had one third left. And then in that last little bit, it got to be like, you know, like how much longer? It's like, well, we still got 15 minutes left. Five minutes later, it's like, how much longer? It's like, we still got 10 minutes left. Here's the thing. I still think the movie's playing. Oh, I really think the movie is still going right now. And we are... We're just cruising towards the inevitable doom I don't want to live. Cayman's high as fuck, y'all. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay. All right, okay. here's the thing. What while we so you're you okay. can't tell me that you didn't have some fun and enjoyment watching this movie. I mean, yeah. There's well, yes, and that's why I think it's definitely necessary we address the sentient sushi in the room. Well, hang on. Before we get there, I got a couple more things about Professor Shark I want to say. Oh, oh boy. We're that. really dissecting this, aren't we? Oh, dude. I mean, that's what we're doing. That's what the whole point of this is. Oh, anyway. good news. We're so, we're really priming up for our cancellation. Yeah, so uh, with Professor Shark, there, so there was another uh, one where, like, again, he's basically just a lazy dude who doesn't want to, like, do anything. Um, so he's, like, standing guard at this gate. Not letting. I mean, I guess they do go into bubble town, bubble town every now and then. It doesn't. It took him more than half the movie to, to enter b- bubble town. to get into bubble town. But anyway, he'll he'll send them off on these things, and when he does, uh, it's not like he necessarily asks them to go do it. A lot of times, he'll just kind of do this thing where he'll be like, "Yeah," or dude, he had a crazy voice too, where he was like. Yeah, I'm like, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. No, he sounded <laughs> kind of like Bane. I don't know which oh, yeah. one of you guys oh. said that, but he sounded oh. kind of like Bane. Oh. He's like, oh, <laughs> I was born in there. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, so, he, you know, uh, there was one who I think her name was Misty or something, and he was like, or Rosie. There's wet, yep. he was there's like, wet he, flaps. There was fizzy and Rosie. Yeah, Fizzy and Rosie. So he's like, he's Boot like, cakes. he's like, Fizzy's having a bad day. Maybe, you know, he's Fizzy like, go have I wish, fun with her he's basically like, I wish she would have a better day, but oh well. And then Muggles and, uh, and Joy are like, well, maybe we can do something maybe about it. Maybe we can go baptize yeah. her in our love bath. Yeah. <laughs> 
And he's like, could you? That would be great. And so then, you know, it's just like he never takes the initiative, just like pastors, bro. You know, they just never take the initiative. <laughs> take the initiative for what, dog? <laughs> well, they take the initiative for a couple of things. Ah, you know, taking your money. Yeah, having sex with your children. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like this is all raw Reagan's fault, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Reaganomics led to the Catholic Church touching kids. Save Trash Cinema's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, at what point do I need to start denouncing all the things that you guys? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I would, okay, on a serious note, all right. The um, actually, we're gonna put a pen in it and come back to it because I gotta remember what I was gonna say. Mr. Sushi. No, well, now we can go into Mr. Sushi. Let's talk about Mr. Sushi. All right, so here's the thing. Let me paint you a picture. So this is when I, this is when I came out of my my nap, and, <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's still gonna be such a struggle to get through it. And boy, was I wrong. The next character to grace our presence was none other than the sentient sushi in the sea, Mr. Sushi. Now, when... when, Go ahead. I I do think that we just need to make the comment that this was the portion of the film that none of us feel like we can support, right? Of course. A thousand percent. Okay. Here, no, let me set the stage on this right here. Here's the thing. The guy who plays this, his name Wait, is before we before we get to the guy who plays it. Let's just describe what Mr. Sushi. Mr. Sushi, it is sentient sushi. It but is a California roll with eggs on its head. Yeah, it's not just a sentient sushi. So he also uh, has a Japanese flag as a headband mm. to insinuate that he's Japanese, and yes. he has a very strong <clears throat> Japanese accent. Uh, um, and I shouldn't even say a Japanese accent. It's not a Japanese. It is we a stereotype. It's a stereotype of a Japanese accent. Uh, came in. I believe you might have a a clip. Um, yeah, can. I can. Yeah, let me pull up and we can play this shit right now. And you can figure out. You can listen to your for your fucking self. Yeah. God damn it. So it, here we go. Off to see their friend, the grumpy Mr. Sushi. Again, here possibly. Hey, Mr. Sushi. Again, uh, just the fact that they are, like, naming people, just not Mr. Sushi, just grumpy Mr. Sushi, scary Henry. Maybe people wouldn't be so grumpy if you didn't give them terrible nicknames. Or if you didn't berate them with the love of Jesus. Also, Mr. Sushi has my mustache. And I just feel like that that might might not be racist, per se, but just rude to people that have bad mustaches. Oh my god! Oh, oh! Taylor has found. You can get okay. So oh apparently, gosh. Mr. Sushi is a huge thing because apparently you can buy merchandise of Mr. Sushi. Out of it. Here, here, let's let's listen. Let's to listen to him. What are you two, reed or a fish, doing so far from your reef? Professor Shark sent us to see you. Oh, uh-huh. so tell me, what do you need? Oh well. Muckles and I. Yep. All right. So, with that being said, um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. This is fucking. Obviously, we don't support this. And I want to say this because you have to understand the the actor who plays Mr. Oh, yes. Sushi. He is also the voice of Professor Shark. Is he? Yes. He's the same guy. Same guy. And I also think it's important to point out that this guy, KJ Schrock. 
He KJ, if you're listening, brother, homie. Um, here, you know what? Actually, I feel like it's kind of necessary to point out like some of his other work, so you can tell like just the caliber of shit this guy does. Um, he was he's in Finding Jesus too. He's in um Planes with Brains, Planes with Brains too, Zoo Wars two, Into the Zooverse. A Frozen Christmas Carol. He's in Groundhog Dave 2, guys. What we should Groundhog also... Groundhog Dave? Not Groundhog Dave. Dave 2. Okay. What we should also point out about... That we discovered through Finding Jesus was that um, there's a whole genre of movies that are these, like, animated Christian knockoffs of Pixar movies. Yeah. And I think Cayman just, just named a couple of them. Um, but I feel like this is a sin, guys. I feel like there is a Bible verse somewhere that's like, don't do this. Yeah, well, it, it felt really inappropriate for a lot of reasons, right? Um, it didn't add to the story. It didn't add to the character. It was highly unnecessary. I, I And that's all before was, you get into tasteless, the... And that's really. And that's all before you get into the weird anatomy of the whole thing. Mi- Mr. Sushi... Is talking to these two fish, living and, fish. Yeah, living fish, while be having <laughs> dead fish on his head, and then also he had caviar on his head. So that's fish, fish eggs, you know. And he had arms. Uh, and he had arms. Which was just weird. And he's rice, so you know he's gonna be soggy. Oh, gross! I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, because he's underwater, you're right, Taylor. One would say that 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 sushi roll is tasteless. Mm. 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 It is like uh, so. KJ Shrock, the guy who plays the voice of Mr. Sushi, he looks <laughs> he looks like Larry uh, or Gary or Jerry from Parks and Rec, um, <clears throat> like spinning image of it. And so obviously this isn't you know this isn't like Mr. Miyata, uh, Mr. Miyata, yeah, Mr. Miyata, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, dude. Shouldn't have eaten that cookie earlier, if you know what I mean. So anyway, it's not like... Yeah, this they, isn't like a, a place. This isn't like Sonny Chiba reprising, you know, being like the sage grandmaster in Kill Bill. Like, this is just a white dude putting on an awful Asian accent, or what he thinks is an Asian accent, and then proceeding to be an anatomically incorrect sushi floating at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. We have a hit peak fever dream levels, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, now I will say this, this totally... Brought me to complete al- Com- yeah well no, no alertion you know oh, or alert alertion alertion that's a weird way to say erection buddy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah at this point I was not gonna be falling back asleep is basically <laughs> there's no way you can fall back asleep once this episode goes live I don't think you understand like the audio this will be a couple days before this comes out from the time we record and the time we release oh man after the movie no what I'm saying is we still won't be asleep. Oh, yeah, we're going to be... The audience will be like, oh, my God, you should be worried and concerned about our well-being and health. We can't sleep now. Professor Shark... Because of the the terror dreams that we will have if we close our eyes. Professor Shark has asked me if he knows what this part of his body is, and I'm not ready to answer that, Mr. Shark. Yeah, I will say, Professor Shark, to jump back to him, throughout the whole movie, I really was questioning his motives. Right, right. right. It, it did not seem like his motives were... As pure as our... Of pure intent, right? Yeah. It, 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 there was just this sense about him that he was constantly had ulterior motives that was not in the best interest of Muggle and Joy. Yeah. And, and, and 
I'm going to take my pen my pen out because I remembered what I was going to say about right. Mr. Shark okay. or Professor Shark. So when he tells them these stories about whatever's going on and wants them to go investigate and then they come back and they tell him what they've done, neither one of them are like corroborating each other's like, you know, nobody's checking each other. Like he'll tell them something and then they go and investigate it, and you know it's obviously for the most part true. But then when they come back and they say we did this, it's not like he's like checking them. He just takes what they're saying to be true, and I think that that says a lot about how the church actually operates, you know, or how people in churches actually operate. Is they get told news from people that they they trust or that they think they trust. And just wholeheartedly believe it to be fact. You know, without... I think I think you you have a valid point there because specifically at the end of the film in the closing minutes, um, they read some Bible verses, <clears throat> and Professor Sharks explicitly says something along the lines of like, you know, God bless Israel, and we don't agree with Palestine or something like that. No, that? No. no. What he said was so basically. <clears throat> um, they're reading some Bible verses at the end, and what they're talking about is keeping promises. Now, I should say here, what they're talking about, or what they say throughout most of the movie, the morals are actually good things. Like, don't lie. Um, you know, be a good person. Don't give up. You know what I think is so fucking amazing about this ending, though? Is that, like, before Christianity existed... Do people gave up all the time. Yeah. Like, the first sign of, of a struggle, you just gave up. Well, and then... I want to go back to this. And things. in this point, where what Cayman's referring to, uh, the moral was always keep your promises. Yeah. Like, keep your word. If you're going to make a promise and... A promise to a friend is no different than a promise to Jesus. Exactly. So, if I were to promise... What was the promise? If I were thing? to if I were to promise Cayman, promise I'm gonna jerk you off later. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. If I was gonna promise, <laughs> you can keep that promise to yourself. Uh, Jesus Thank is you. like, yeah, you better keep that promise. <laughs> if I was gonna promise Cayman that I was gonna give him some sloppy toppy tonight, then I would be hey. basically promising Jesus that I would be giving him some sloppy toppy. That's true. That's yeah. true. I yeah. feel like it's a it would be a sin not to at this point. Yeah, and so that's the point. But then Professor Shark takes that and says you're absolutely right kids just like when uh god promised israel that he would deliver all of their uh all of their enemies to them and he kept that promise and that's when we were like all right uh what's our time check you know like, <laughs> how much more of this movie do so, we have i, I mean know? not that it, it probably is shocking to literally anyone who knows anything about christianity that, that this film also would be pro-israel but uh yeah um good news this film is racist in more ways than one yeah yeah it's a it's a tough one to get through you know um i mean they do they do help out their friends but Again, as Cayman pointed out at the beginning, you know, friends is like a loose term. They're more like acquaintances. They do seem to go up and sort of bombard them with, you know, the love of Jesus. And terrible nicknames. Um, yeah, like what like one of the things that they, they tell them on what the Boo Ray? Uh Boo Cakes. Boo Cakes. Boo cakes. They're like yeah. and then he answers and they're like, Hey Boo Cakes, we don't wanna wanna talk about Jesus with us and then Boo Cakes just answers like Oh Yeah, Boo Cake sounds like Eeyore, by the way. <laughs> 
oh, hey, you guys. And you're like, oh, don't do this to my poor boo cakes. Well, don't and, and in that one, the moral was, I think that was the don't give up moral. And, and when they are telling that whole thing, they, uh, you know, Cayman actually asked me earlier or was saying that he read an article from, from someone, mm. I think Lucas, and the article was basically stating how you really don't have any free will. It's true. And in this movie, that's kind of what they're saying is like, you never, you sure. don't, any decision you come to isn't because you came to that decision, but it's because Jesus has in, <laughs> it, like built that within you to come to that decision. And so with boo cakes, they're like, it's, you should never give up because Jesus has instilled the tools in us to never give it's, up. It, it stands the test of reason, you know, and that it, science and religion would finally come together over one thing and one thing only. And that is if you get a DUI, it is not your fault. And basically what it means... You know, I'm, I don't know that that is the moral of the story. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure... Look. Pretty sure pretty, DUI is your fault. I'm pretty and sure... And driving is just like... You know, what we used to say... Without... <clears throat> it's bad. What There's we no used circumstance to say where it... Back in the day... What we're saying, kids, is if you drink and drive... cigarettes is cool, It's kids. your fault. Uh, smoking cigarettes is not cool. S- kids, smoke those cigarettes... What episode was that from? I mean, if, it, if we're talking about like on a level or a hierarchy of coolness, is it cooler than vaping? Yes. Oh, is yeah. it cool? No. It's pretty cool. What movie was it? It was one of the movies we covered. If you're in the audience right now, comment on the episode below. What move, What episode did we cover of which the movie's moral of the story? Zombie strippers, I think it was. Someone fact check me on that. Uh, fact check me. Zombie strippers, the message at the end was smoke cigarettes, kids, it's cool. So, uh, you know, this movie's right there with it. Both have strong messages. Never give up. Dude, yeah. what's funny about the whole smoking cigarettes thing, I'm, I'm going to derail just for a second, but I, I recently went to Turkey with my dad. And my dad has been a smoker his whole life. He's like quit like three times, I think. Can't seem to shake it. He's 73 now. Still smokes cigarettes. Good for him. Hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. He's seventy three. Oh, thanks. Yeah, he made it. Yeah, and doesn't have does knock on wood, dude. Doesn't have cancer, uh, lung cancer. But anyway, uh, so he smoked cigarettes his whole life. Now you know he, he's obviously always only ever bought cigarettes in the U.S. And when we go over to Turkey, um, they have cigarettes. And being in Turkey, uh, we were in an area called Antalya, which is kind of like the San Diego of Turkey, sort of. Um, like right on the coast, but yet there's like some mountains behind it. Anyway. So like a lot of bros? It was like being in the U.S. and maybe like the late 80s or what early 90s. What is the 90s. Turkish delight? Hang on a second. I'll get, I'll get there. But it was like being in the, in the, uh, like the U.S. in the late 80s or early 90s where everyone everywhere mm. is just chain smoking. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. And so That's I, before communism hit the U.S. That's what Turkey is. So so my dad, I was like, oh, dude, you're going to love this. But anyway, eventually he goes through all of his cigarettes. And one day while I'm out, I was like, oh, I'll just buy him some more cigarettes. I'm an enabler. I, I can't. I'm sorry. And so anyway, I go to buy him these cigarettes. Now, the packs of cigarettes, you know, in the U.S., you have a surgeon's general warning on there that says, like, will cause cancer. Well, they don't put that on their packets in Turkey. What they do is they put a picture. So the whole case is a picture of the most fucked up mouth you can think of. Teeth just absolutely rotted to the nines. Have you ever seen these? 
No, I have not, but this sounds awesome. And, and it's, it, like, all over, like, yeah. other countries. That's, like, how they sell them. That's how they sell them. And so I, you know, I was like, damn. And what's funny is you don't even know which cigarette is which. They're all in a black case that has these pictures on them. And so I was like, you know, can I get a pack of cigarettes? And the guy was like, yeah, which one you want? And I was like, I don't know. Like, and he's like, Marlboro? Like, whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Gives them to me. I take them back to my dad. I'm thinking it's kind of, like, funny, you know. But, like, my dad gets it, and he's like, what the hell? You know, like, looks at it, and you can tell it kind of messed with him. And then, like, 30 minutes later, maybe an hour later, he's, like, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, you know, I don't like it that they put that picture on there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's the point, man. That is amazing. The Uh, takeaway here. Is not the you know the, so I yeah so I'm I'm back uh, back uh, going off nicotine as well again um, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and uh, proud of our dumpster boy let me tell you guys it's miserable uh, don't recommend uh, quitting I'm telling you man that's hip- why I like this film hypnosis that's what look what this is what if I'm we really want to go down to like the good news is holes. is if you look at hypnosis. me physically speaking you look like the, the shape that I'm currently you in you look like the Peak of male physical performance right now. I am using a fucking cane. Like Camden used to be the most handsome guy out of the boys, boys, boys. I think you might have overtaken. Ladies, I'm still single. So what they're not talking about right now is it's currently gray sweatpants season in the Darty household. Are these actually green? Yeah, these are are... green. I'm just saying that you can see the out, the out, the you know, the outline of my. I can see the outline of your balls for hell yeah, brother. Uh, So no, we're very. Prominent. Well, so here's the thing. When you say the hypnosis thing, the good news is no one is going to try to take my body. It's useless, (laughs) right? So, like, I don't have to worry about a get out scenario happening to me. I just, like, yeah. Just, yeah, fuck. If you want to cure me of of my smoking habits, sure. Um, Here's the thing that I think defining Jesus fish. Are we going back to finding Jesus? Well, Cayman needs to find Jesus to quit nicotine. Yeah. No, yeah, what I, Finding I, Jesus Fish told me was that you need to keep smoking. Was that don't give up. Show them that you can be like Camden's dad, be 73, not have cancer, knock on wood. Yeah. I think All that's right. what the movie is telling me. Speaking of Jesus Fish, I do want to get back. Um, I would like to talk about my favorite line of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, came towards the end. And I think this line really like resonated. I came with towards all the end us, too. Right? We all came <laughs> towards the end, brother. I, I think this line just really resonated with all of us. Mm. When um I I believe that it was one of the characters, uh, maybe maybe it was Fizzy or Rosie, um, said Remember when she got caught in those Atlantic fiber optics cables? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I just really appreciated the level of detail. Yeah. In that line, the way that they just sold it, it instantly transported me to that moment. So to set the stage, they got caught so in the Atlantic fiber optics cables. To set the stage of what Taylor's talking about, this is the last journey that the the main characters went on, and what's happened is one friend uh, that they're meeting up with was expecting another friend that at this point in time they had not met up with. To, to Rosie have, was expecting Fizzy to show up. Exactly, mm. to have a play date. And uh, she's obviously upset that Fizzy did not show up. Um, and she's kind of going off about it. And Muggles is telling her to give <clears throat> Fizzy the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And he's saying he's at laying out all of these times that Fizzy has forgotten stuff. And so this was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the line was... 
remember that time Fizzy got caught in those Atlantic fiber optic cables. Yeah, remember when she got caught in those Atlantic fiber yeah. optic cables? Yeah. Oh, and there was a, my favorite line, because um, I just remembered this line, was when they were talking about something. They were talking about something where they were like, uh, apparently they kept alluding that their their previous town or reef had been destroyed by like some crazy hurricane winds or waters or something and that they had to relocate and then they immediately followed up by being like global warming doesn't exist did they do did they <laughs> no, no i'm just oh. expecting at the rate this movie is going but uh yes, but my favorite happen. my favorite line is that they were talking about a fish um i can't remember which fish but that one fish had its dorsal fin ripped off um, because of these things, and uh, I you think, were I th- asleep. I this think, whole movie. How I, did you hear this? Yeah. You don't remember that line? <laughs> no. Because it's followed up by the the best line, the best. The joy, uh, then says after that she goes, yeah. Uh, now that his dorsal fin's gone, he's actually more stream. He's actually more aerodynamic. He's more streamlined, and he can go faster. Uh, in well, the- good news is they didn't follow up with like now that his dorsal fin is gone, he's straight. Oh, yeah. And then, like, wow, okay, Jesus Fish, you fucking racist and homophobe at this point. Are, do- are dorsal fins gay? I'm just, well, in this universe, apparently, like, everything that's not, like, yes. I, in this universe, <laughs> yes. I guess that would be the case. Okay. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so. Nick Cage getting his nut shot off in Prisoner <laughs> of the Ghostland. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, well, and this movie was definitely a hodgepodge of just, um, you know, debauchery. Not not really debauchery, but, you know, pious debauchery, you could say. You know? I mean, I could say a lot of things. Um, none of them positive. Um, I am, I, I think we've kind of come to that point where we're kind of winding down. Um, I do want to say a couple, just two more things. Yeah. So, please. one thing is that... Uh, the movie itself obviously uh, didn't leave a great effect on us, so much so that you know when we had initially looked at the runtime of the first movie and the runtime of the second movie, we thought for sure we we're gonna watch Jesus, uh, Finding Jesus one and Finding Jesus two. The resurrection. The resurrection. The resurrection. And uh, after watching the first one, we decided that there was probably not a, a high chance of us watching the second one. Um, so I want to say that. You know, uh, and then I also want to say, uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, the connotation of like Israel, Palestine, again, um, at the end of the day, nobody should support innocent people being killed on either side. So, uh, do with that information what you will. But at the end of the day, like there are innocent people being killed. It sucks. And you know, people should do whatever's within their power to probably stop that. So yeah, that's accurate. I also want to. Th- I think it's important to because we are. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, if you guys come back and the audience is demanding all of a sudden that we have to suffer through Finding Jesus too, then we will. But um, I just want to point out that the plot synopsis for Finding Jesus too is the exact same plot synopsis for Finding Jesus. Um, but I do want to, I do want to say just a couple more reasons why, which are the reasons other people have given us not to watch this. Um, the first review of Finding Jesus 2 is, uh, a half star saying, how about you find some bitches too? Are you, are, are you on Letterboxd? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would like to point out that on Finding, so if you do want a good laugh, if you go on IMDb and look up Finding Jesus 2... So again, the movie itself has like a 1.3 star rating, 
but there are five reviews that are written and all of those reviews are 10 out of 10. <laughs> and so if you read, uh, you know, the first one, 10 out of 10, even better than the first one, the next Citizen Kane. Oh, guys. I really felt connected with Jesus after watching it. Uh, got some bad news about Finding Jesus too, though. Hmm. According to, uh, to Letterboxd, KJ Schrock, he would not only reprise this as role as Professor Shark, but also Mr. Sushi again. Really? So I think there's a chance that this might be just as uh, as racist as the first. But I don't know. Um, well, he's not listed in on IMDb because whenever I look on IMDb, you got KJ Shrock listed as Professor Shark, but there is no mention of Mr. Sushi. Well, God, I hope he's gone. Um, one of the reviews on here for the film is, We lost Jesus again for fuck's sake. Oh, oh, and yeah, that brings up the biggest point. Did they ever find? They don't ever find Jesus. Do you think we're going to get a third I do want to make an argument there. They found Jesus in their hearts. It it wasn't about finding the physical manifestation of Jesus. But I feel like they had, well, so maybe it's about the other characters finding Jesus in their hearts. The ones that they're like, you know, I think that's a good point. Because as you stated earlier, the movie starts off and they all seemingly are believers from the beginning. I, I think it's helping their friends to see the life lessons that Jesus offers people. Yeah, Funnier fact, on the poster for Finding Jesus 2, they swapped out muggles for her friend Joy. Except, funny, they didn't change the color. In the movie, Joy is still a blue fish and muggles, and on the poster they have her listed as a goldfish. Huh. Mm. What the fuck? How do you fuck oh. up your own movie poster? Either way, I think safe to say, guys, that uh, this movie is there's a reason why we didn't watch um, Finding Jesus, Jesus Two. Still missing yet. Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we resur- resur- it. Well, that's the yeah. thing is like we haven't it, watched it. It has to be. It's like too good to die hard is going to be part three, but it'll be like too Finding Jesus too hard or something. Yeah. Finding Jesus Three. It's too fucking hard. <laughs> Dude, look at this one. This is another knockoff of... This is the knockoff of Cars that they did. It's called The Autobots. Oh, God. Look at that. Oh, wow. It has a 1.1 star that main Dude, you know that main car touches other cars inappropriately. Let's see what that main car's name is. Uh, oh, gosh. What do y'all think it is? Uh, it's going to be something like Jasper. Speedy Mc... Peter Pants. Well, you're you're closer than Jasper for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, his name is Rally Bodega. Rally Bodega. Oh, what? Yeah. That's actually kind of a cool name. Yeah. That's like Dirk Mc Dirk McTaggart. Dirk McDiggler. Dirk Dirk. Okay. I think it's as you <laughs> it's were time saying, for final. We're, 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 yeah, final yeah, thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna and, go round table. Really, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Save it or can it? Yeah, yeah. Taylor knows the, the fucking script better than I do. Apparently, well, um, probably listen to more episodes than I have. Uh, the, yeah, the dumpster boy has met the dumpster man. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you. Um, at this point in the show, we're just gonna do final thoughts. Like, what did you think of the film in total, and uh, would you save it or would you can it? Okay, so... Hold up. I just want to point out there's three quotes. God damn it. Sorry. Damn. Wait, wait. This is hilarious, though. There are three quotes on, on IMDb. W- one quote is from Professor Shark, which just says, fish. <laughs> 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 one quote is from Jesus, and it says, woohoo, baby, that's what I've been waiting for. And, All right, Jeebus. And then one, one quote is from Old Man, and it says, hey, kid, come into my van, there's free candy. <laughs> 
Okay. That's for for finding Jesus, too. My my final thoughts. Hilarious. I'm Um, dying. (laughs) So, final thoughts. I, you know, I think there are a lot of valuable life lessons that we can learn from Jesus about loving thy neighbor, caring for people, right? I don't think any of that was illustrated in this movie. I lost an hour and eight minutes of my life. Nine. nine 69 minutes. Sorry, hour and nine minutes of my life that I will never get back. Do I regret it? Yes and no. So here's the thing. That movie was horrific. Categorically, I cannot recommend it to a single person, enemy otherwise, to watch that movie. Mm. Uh, it was problematic. It was bad. It wasn't good. But I enjoyed hanging out with my boys' boys. Mm, it's true. Yeah. And you know what? We had a good time together. Good. Yeah. I don't think this movie should exist. I think there are better ways to get across the message of Jesus. I think there are better ways to rip off Finding Nemo. Um, and I'm going to just have to say, trash it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, can it? It's, can it's it. going in the can, brother. Yeah. Canned, canned, canned him. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I'm just gonna sum up my. Uh, I think that this one star review on um, IMDb kind of sums up my feelings towards it. Okay. Uh, atrocious and misleading. They didn't find Jesus at all in this. That's true. And uh, it says, I was very disappointed in that regard, which I was. Mm. Um, This is some sort of super religious Finding Nemo ripoff film that looks and sounds dreadful. Accurate statement Mm. there. Not even the kids will enjoy this fish poop. Mm. Leave the cringe at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. One out of ten. And it does state here that 21 of 23 found this review helpful. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to definitely can it. You know, it's... Um, there's... Uh, if I want to watch animated religious propaganda, I'm going to watch VeggieTales. Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, like, where's my hairbrush, bro? Yeah. yeah. VeggieTales <clears throat> is quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like VeggieTales is at least kind of like grown with the times. I don't think we would catch a Mr. Sushi in VeggieTales. Mm. Mm. You know, now I'm not sure. So li- I, listeners. I don't think any, yeah. You know. That, there's so many things wrong with Mr. Sushi. Yeah. Um, all right, Cayman, you're up. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm lost, guys. Um, don't you dare try to save this movie. I, I I'm lost. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what happened the last 69 minutes of my life. Um uh I this movie I I even hate to even call it a movie. I genuinely don't think well, by, that there's by even cinematic standards with its runtime, <laughs> it is barely a movie. I think to be considered a feature, your movie has to be, I think, 50 minutes long. And so it's it's 19 minutes of feature. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh, this movie is profoundly racist in ways I didn't think imaginable. But I am glad that at least they were very much 
able to acknowledge that the religion that they are part of is is racist a lot. So fuck you guys. Um, your religion sucks. So does your fucking movies. <laughs> Bash of the Christ. Last good movie you guys made. And it was just fucking torture porn. I don't know. What I will say is that Taylor's right, though. We got the boys, boys, boys up. Uh, Safe Try Cinema's back, obviously. You can hear that in the tenor of my voice. Uh, everything fucking hurts, but I had a great time doing this with you. And um, I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this movie to anyone at all, ever, for anything. But maybe if you have some boys, boys, boys in your life. Also, don't do that to Yeah, I was going to say, another... None none of this wishy-washy bullshit that you and Patrick do, where you're like, well, under these circumstances... No, this movie fucking sucks. What I'm saying is, if you got some boys, boys, boys... And just can it and be done. Yeah, can it and be done. If you got some boys, 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 then what I'll tell you is, whatever we watch after we're done recording is going to be a fuck ton better than what we watched. Yeah, what was the Rack movie? Killer Rack. Killer Racks. Killer Rack. Kill a rack. Kill er rack. It's just kill one. Rack? It's a killer rack. Oh, I get so it. She's, I get it. It's one lady with demonic breast implants that go on a killing spree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that could be what we watch after this. That uh, would be infinitely better than. The which movie is hilarious. Was. That that would be better than yeah. you know, like in hindsight, you know what I mean. It's you know like, what yeah. this movie lacked? Any sort of nudity. <laughs> I didn't see one bush. I didn't see one. Well, that's hog. not true. That's, that's not true. Every character was. Oh, that's right. There, yeah, none of them. There was the whole no movie clothing. was nudity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just. I'm sorry nudity. that oh, I'm wait, not Caramel del Toro, and I, I don't realized, like sex. I just realized one of the most important debates of the whole movie we haven't even dove into, mm. and we're at the end. Yeah. What was it? Do animals go to heaven? No, they don't. Apparently, here's the argument. All dogs. All, all dogs, dogs go to heaven. All dogs do. Yeah, that means I actually you can't tell I saw animals don't go to heaven. This if is, all dogs go to heaven. This is why I'm going to can this film is because I trust one person with all questions I have over religion, and that's my older brother, who's a youth pastor, okay. who went to theology school to 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 be a god person. Okay, and uh, he told me animals don't go to heaven. Well, it's stated in the Bible, Philip eleven seventy three. It states. <laughs> What it is, is it states that all dogs go to heaven and that every other animal is subject to, you know, God's ruling. So fishes can go to heaven. What or I'm I should saying say fish is, should go to heaven or could go to heaven, but not all of them. Dude, what I love about Mr. This, Shark's not going to that's heaven. That's why I want this, yeah. this. This is why I want this film canned is because. I mean, I think it is canned. At this oh, no, time. it's canned. Yeah, it's, so this is a resounding three person can. This is why is this the first ever I think this might can? be the first three-person can. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it might be. Okay. I think the only one that might have beat it was um, fuck. What was the name of that movie? Something about women in space doing bazinga things. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, no, but I think there was a no, caveat. One of you fuckers gave like a horseshit. Like, well, if you're I think with that's your fair. friends and you're born. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's fair. This movie is definitely, I think, the first time we've had a resounding three cans. Why I think it's. Well, I think it's really important. And three cans is always better than two cans. That's, yeah. that's, that's what they say. Something, 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 Fruit Loops. Yep. Same um, trash cinema history. We're breaking it. Breaking it today. So what I'm saying is, I think the big reason, these fish are floating around spreading the gospel, knowing full well they are going to be eaten 
and they will never progress into a heaven themselves. Well, what's funny is actually they they, they don't they, they, they know don't know that, that because yeah. they even state in the movie. Now you probably missed this because you were just talking the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> you did talk a lot. But they uh, oh, I talked a lot. But they uh, they did state Fuck they you. did state uh, a very conflicting uh, um, thing to the to the ocean itself, right? Like one being the food chain. First of all, they acknowledge that Professor Shark is the top of his food chain. But before that, they make a statement that is um, that um, all of the fish in the ocean are actually family, and that they should like Fast and the Furious in the ocean. Fish yeah. are food. That fish are family. family. Yep. Which means that yeah, they are eating each other. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Um, fish. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's safe to say that fish cannibalism is the only topic of good cannibalism. And then that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Um, one, thank you for tagging along. Obviously, this movie fucking sucked, but it's good to be back. It's good to be recording again. You know, and if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Uh, here at Save Trash Cinema, we are beggars. And fuck Keith. Fuck Keith. Fuck Keith. Now, I have to ask you guys. I know Taylor is not on any socials because Taylor doesn't believe in that life. I don't. Um, Cam, though, you are a singer. You make music. Talk yeah. about it. So, um, you know, based off of everything that we've talked on on this specific show, please don't find me on social media and cancel me. But, um, yeah, at Sleepless the Poet, um, I have some poetry out on Spotify. I got some songs out on Spotify. Currently working on some new songs that are going to be uh, in a different sort of genre you know so i'm not being pigeonholed to just one thing and then hopefully at the end of the year i got a book coming out so fuck yeah oh wow oh, there's these are things that we even we fuck don't yeah, know Cam. um yeah so if you would like to i would say definitely go check out uh there's gonna be when i'm done and all, i'm gonna add all this in we if you haven't yet we uh we'll have a link in the episode for the in search of darkness 90 days of horror documentary series um, if you use our affiliate link, you get 10% off of your pre-order, and we also get 10% back. So that's super helpful, and so thank you for the In Search of Darkness team. Super excited about that. Um, in the meantime, you can find me or follow me at the Dumpster Boy on Twitter. You can follow Save Trash Cinema at Save Trash Cinema on all socials. Uh, if you are into video games, you can check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, every Tuesday at Twitch.com. At, uh, let's see here, something, 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 Spotlight Games Pod, I think, is what our Twitch handle is. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, that sounds it good. Is. Patrick always does that for me. Um, Miss you, Patrick. Outside of that, though, yeah, come and follow us everywhere. Follow, go to Sleepless the Poet, check his stuff out. Uh, send us in things about how much you hate Taylor um, and how much you hate Fast and the Furious. And Finding Jesus. And Finding Jesus. And remember... Fight big box office. Save trash cinema.